0: The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. If you missed that interview with Stephen Donnelly, it and all of our interviews uh, are up as podcasts. You can just go on newstalk.com and uh, search for The Anton Savage Show, and they are downloadable as podcasts. They are, in podcasting terms, though, a small and insignificant thing next to the one provided by uh, my next guest, Brezzi. Your podcast. Now, that's a thing that gets purchased.
1: Well, I, I started podcasting three years ago. It's just like. But it's huge. You know, it's kind of what was, was the wake up wind downs kind of kicked it off during the pandemic. I did these kind of double daily podcasts for Spotify, which was just, you know, kind of a a meditation in the morning and something to help people sleep during the pandemic. Because that was a big thing in the pandemic. Sleep patterns went. Did you get the nightmares? I got the, I got the kind of, do you know what I, I got a few times? I don't know if you've ever had sleep paralysis. It's not nice. It's where you can wake up, but you can't move. And you're just sitting there and it's like, it's, it's like, I mean, there's loads of theories of what it is, but it's not, it's not nice. But my sleep patterns went chaotic because I, I, all this energy I felt I couldn't get rid of it. And obviously there was a lot of an anxious energy there as well. And you saw, I was cocooning my parents. I stayed at home with my parents for the entire period of it because I knew my dad, my dad, dad's ex-military, he'd be like, I'm grand. I'll, I'll go everywhere, I'll be fine. I was like, no dad, you, you're not and you need to stay at home. So I knew if I didn't do that, then he'd just go out and pretend there was no COVID at all. So, And then I think in the first month of of COVID, my, my uncle passed away from COVID very, very quickly. And that was the kind of shock. I was like, oh my, this is very serious. And you know, these are my parents and I have to take care of them. Is this your
0: father's brother or your mother's? And my
1: mum's. And he was in Glasgow and, and obviously we couldn't travel for So we watched the funeral on YouTube and I thought to myself, this is just nuts. And I think you know, nobody wants to lament the, what we all went through, and, but we have to process it. it, you know, and I think we haven't really been given a chance to process it. But with the wake-up wind-downs in particular, I was just kind of trying to help people sleep, and then I always knew my voice would put people to sleep one day. <laughs> but um, the, whereas my mind was kind of a weekly one, which was a bit more context and nuanced, to kind of pretty difficult subjects to talk about. But
0: when you look at the guest list, Deepak Chopra, Moby, Adam Clayton, Jamelia, Jamil, like... Ruby Wax.
1: All of them were just weird DMs I sent them. Genuinely, I just reached out and go, I have a podcast and you usually think they have like, layers of people you got to get through before you get to them. And you do, some of them. Does uh, Moby have people? Moby doesn't strike me as a man who has no, people. No, he doesn't. And he was my most, I actually found him so interesting because I, I play which was his records in I, I mean I went to college and the two albums everybody was listening to in college were White Ladder by David Grey and Play by Moby. And Moby. that was like a paradigm shift in record and I was obsessed with it. I just sometimes you find yourself in a kind of a very deep conversation with somebody that you were you, you listened to relentlessly as a, like a, a student and he just started to open up. In ways I just didn't expect. But the problem was on Zoom. And then I, I was in America and I reached out to him and he was like, We gotta meet up. And then once I got there, he was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> was like, I'm not having. But he lives up the hills in in somewhere in LA. Because
0: he lived in the weirdest lifestyle. I, mean, I don't mean that pejoratively, but when he was making play, he was living in a sort of an industrial factory building, not like a hip and trend Like literally an old factory where he had carved out a corner and just spent 14 hours a day cranking out records and not talking to anybody. It was a very strange way to live. I think
1: with some of the guests I've had, you can have very, uh, like you've done this probably where you've had preconceptions of who they might be or what they are. And what I've tried to do was always go, right, just don't bring that to the table here. And I'm not really an interviewer. I think it's a real skill. And what, what I started to do was I, I, I'd have two questions to start with and then no more questions. And I'd, I'd see where it would go and how willing they were to talk about certain things. And he started talking about you know, his parents and his upbringing and he started getting really into it and it's, you know a lot of it makes sense for him he's a very insecure compassionate empathetic person i am pretty sure it's quite misunderstood but he's also like and i use this word very very carefully he's a bit of a genius he's a musical genius when you look you look at what he's done
0: so how do you transport this then to a live environment? Because you're going to be in the uh, Olympia. Um, tickets are when the, the show is uh, April 28th. Tickets available on, pod, on Ticketmaster. But how do you do what is a quite a, a, an intimate one-to-one thing? How do you transport it into the big room?
1: I think podcasting, live podcasting has upped its game a lot in the last year. It's had to because it's become the kind of revenue generator for a lot of podcasters. They have to do, especially in the UK and Ireland, because the actual, what people don't realize is the, the commercial model in podcasting in, in UK and Ireland is nowhere near what it is in America. It's a real commercial business in America. It starts that way. And if you look at how they generate income, they work with all the agencies there. So people don't start podcasts until there's an element of commercial stability for it, generally. And in UK and Ireland, you very much have had to make a live, as part of your podcast to be able to create revenue. So, yeah, for me, with the the how do I create it is you have to give them something more than just a chat. There has to be more in it. And, why, where I'm most comfortable on, on, on is, is on stage and performing Well that's music what I was wondering
0: because so. the one difference between the podcast and the music is to I don't, I, I don't mean this in, in a negative way but to some extent with music you can hide behind the art. You don't have to be you. Mm. It is a performance. For the podcast you're much more exposed. And you also have four other lads you can blame if it goes
1: wrong on stage. <laughs> uh, but no it, 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 you you know you're exposed to a point but it's it's the, it's the who you're speaking to the guest is really important you have to get your guests right but also there has to be content around what you do. And that's why I bring a lot of music into it. Like there's one performance piece in the podcast. One of the big shifts in my own journey was when Kurt Cobain died, had a real turning point for me in every facet, everything. And when Robin Williams died, there were the two kind of moments. When, and I talk a lot about that in the podcast and I do a, a kind of a, basically a, a performance piece around Kurt Cobain and why that impacted the youth, my, my generation especially and how nobody talked about it. And I remember asking the Christian brother, when I went into school that day, what happened? And he punched my desk and called him a coward. And that was my mental health education. And, you know, these are the realities of the nineties in Ireland when, you know, it just wasn't spoken about. And it was one of the first times I'd heard the word suicide. So I talk about things like that and how these, these had Im- influences on my life in the context of the podcast. And it's, it's kind of a story and a monologue with a guest.
0: How long do you go for?
1: Oh, uh, it depends. The other thing I didn't realise you have to do in theatre shows, because we did an acoustic theatre show in the band, you have to have an intermission. I didn't realize that. Like, I I was. Oh, like, it's required. This is lovely? <laughs> I actually, because you do a live show and you're absolutely wrecked after ninety minutes. You're like, you told, you're telling me we can take fifteen minutes off in the middle of this, <laughs> and so yeah, there will be an inter- like with the intermission. I'd say like you you want to be delivering, you know, for somebody who buys a ticket to a live podcast, you want to be delivering anyway at least two hours. I think with the intermission as part of it, and where they can go and have their their toilet break and their beer or whatever they want to do, and. Yeah, but you also can't, you can't bore them. You know, that's a long time you have to be able to entertain. This is it. It's yeah.
0: it, like when you see comedians talking about developing an hour, it takes months oh, yeah. to get the hour. To get two is quite the challenge. If you want to go see Brezzy, the um, gig is on. G- gig? 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 I think le- so. Gig, yeah,
1: I can gig. call it that, yeah.
0: Three Olympia Theatre in Dublin on Friday, April 28th. And obviously tickets are available on Ticketmaster. Brezzi, lovely to see you.
1: Pleasure. Cheers, Anton.
0: The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at nine on News Talk.